Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome in. Turn that down a little bit. Episode 90 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Tyler and Coombsy with you to talk about the Jays losing another series and not just the Jays losing another series, but... The Jays sliding further down the American League East standings. Toronto now sits fourth, Coomsy. Huh? That's just, it's, uh, that's what they said. They said uh, last year was just the preview and this is the movie. They finished fourth in the American League East last season. They're now in fourth again this season. And maybe that's just how it's going to play out. Maybe that's just life and that's perfectly fine. They're going to slide into the sixth playoff spot in the American League. Yeah, sounds okay, right? I, I, that's just, it's very annoying, man. Um, they are still tied for a playoff spot, right? Cause they're technically tied with the Rays. Um, so there's that, you know, they're in a playoff spot. That's good. But again, it's wildly disappointing for a team that we had visions of being a world series contender. And this isn't me saying they aren't. I still think they are. I think they have that potential. But when you go into a year as World Series contenders, just being tied for one of the you know middle of the ground wildcard spots is not exactly how we envisioned the, the first few months of this season going. Yeah, we all thought that the Blue Jays were going to have the Yankees season or something like that, where they were just going to shoot out of a cannonball and then, you know, explode their way to winning the division. But we are all unfortunately being reminded yet again that the baseball season is a roller coaster ride. And we're again in one of these little dips and it comes kind of with shitty timing because you would have liked to have seen the Jays go better than two and four on that stretch against the teams that are like good, not great. They're fine. Milwaukee and Chicago, they're, they're fine. But now you have eight games coming up against the Rays and the Red Sox. The Red Sox are probably the hottest team in baseball right now. And the Rays, you know, that the Rays, they're good. So this is, um, you know, we're obviously nowhere near being able to like write the team off by any stretch of the imagination at all whatsoever. It's fucking June, but this could be a really bad stretch. I mean, like you said, like the Red Sox have jumped them in the standings. They're tied with the Rays. Eight games coming up. Eh, they got to pull it together quickly here. Yeah, they really do. Um, and, and it is concerning when you look at the schedule ahead. We'll get into that in just a second here. But first, we'll get into three up, three down. As always, this pod is brought to you by DoorDash. Promo code BJNPODDD gets first time users of the app 25% off and no delivery fees. Shout out to DoorDash. Let's start with the uh, the downs. 
Coomsey, we're starting with sure. the three downs and uh, we'll go to, okay, they won game one of this series and it was kind of like, all right, like you, you got the first win out of the way. We said on our last pod that you had to win the game that Manoa started. They did their job and they go into the second one against Burns and it was kind of like, okay, we're expecting them to lose this game. Okay, turns out they didn't really have to lose that game. They lost by one run. They got the tying run to the dish in the ninth. They probably could have won that game, but Yusei Kikuchi was bad once again. And what I found, yeah, I just, we'll go with that. Yusei Kikuchi is bad. Yusei Kikuchi, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, you're not wrong. I mean, that's pretty much it. The uh, Looking back at his game log here, it's been just under one month now since Kikuchi cleared five innings in the start. There was a nice stretch in May. He pitches well against the Yankees, pitches well against the Yankees again a few days later, pitches really well against the Mariners, his former team, whatever, start against Cincy, fine start against LA, and it's fallen off a cliff since then to a point where it's hard to say if Kikuchi's going to get his next start because he'll line up against the Rays. And I don't know, do you want to trot him out there against the Rays? Max Castillo was... I guess the star of the game on Saturday pitches four innings and strikes out seven guys. He had unbelievably good numbers in the minors this year, double and triple a. So, I mean, at this point, why not just see what he can do over four or five innings, maybe do him and Trent Thornton piggyback because Trent Thornton suddenly your bullpen ace. Like, do you, do you want to keep tossing Kikuchi out there? Or does he have to go on the injured list with left arm shittiness in order to figure out how to throw strikes? Yeah, like, and especially with that start coming against the Rays, like, do you really want to, you really want to mess around and take the chance that you say Kikuchi is going to find his game against a division opponent? I really don't. <laughs> but at the same time, I am also like, do you really want to throw Max Castillo out there for a game against the Rays? Like, I don't know. You're Honestly, gonna, yeah, I would. You would? I would rather just go with the pitcher the Rays haven't seen and just hope for the best. And even if he gets to... you through the order once, you're just fine with it? Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to have to have the shuttle to Buffalo ready for that five-game set against the Rays. Five games in four days against the Rays. There's going to be guys going and coming from Buffalo in, in like a rotation. So they're going to be ready for that. It's going to be a deep bullpen series. Five games in four days against the Rays. Good Lord. What a nightmare. Thank God that's not at the trop. Could was, you imagine? I Ooh. was literally just going to say, thank God we don't have to watch four straight long days of baseball at the trop. Ooh, that's a playoff series, man. Uh, that would have been automatically a down for this episode. Gross. Just knowing it's coming in a few series, it yeah. would have made it down. Uh, the, the second Fantastic. down we have is Montoyo's comments about Kikuchi, which I found really, really interesting because Montoyo isn't really a guy who does this a lot. He'll usually come out and just, you know, say they're looking at things or he doesn't go after guys is the point I'm trying to make. He kind of went after you say Kikuchi saying he hasn't pitched well and he put us in a tough spot today. Like maybe from some managers, you'd sit there and be like, ah, that's just the way they are with Charlie. That's a little out of character. And I think really shows the frustration they feel towards how Kikuchi is pitching. Yeah, the Jays have had pretty much everyone put up a stinker so far this year with Alec Manoa being the one guy who hasn't. I mean, Gosman's had some bad outings. Um, yeah. Ryu struggled before he ultimately had his arm issue. Um, you know, they've all had a bad time. Barrios, that's <laughs> he's had a few different stinkers now. And um, Charlie never says anything. He never comes out and he's like, oh, you know, Jose Barrios, he let us down today. He didn't go deep. And, you know, he's done that like four or five times this year. 
So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Charlie for doing it. I just think it's interesting. It's, it's, it's notable that Kikuchi is the one, the guy who kind of got singled out here. And that's why I personally wouldn't be at all shocked if maybe he goes in the bullpen and tries to figure it out. I don't think he's going to be much of a weapon for the team there, but it just stops him from starting and giving them these kinds of games and give Castillo, Thornton, Thomas Hatch from AAA, somebody else a go. It just kind of seems like that based on the comments. Kikuchi will end up being what we thought Ross Stripling was, and Ross Stripling has ended up being what we thought you say Kikuchi was. Fair? Sure, that would be that'd be ideal. I mean, we've seen Kikuchi do it for a short period of time there in May. I mean, he didn't get signed to a three-year, $36 million deal for no reason. There is a pitcher there. Um, the frustration is clearly there from the Jays. So you have to wonder, are they recommending he do something with his pitching that he's not doing? Is there some kind of rift Maybe. or some kind of challenge there? Perhaps who knows, but Charlie is outwardly pissed about Kikuchi and that much is very clear. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Barrios. He is our third down. Uh, he gives up eight earned in that start against the Brewers in his last six and two thirds innings. He's now allowed 14 earned runs, 17 hits. He's walked three batters and only struck out two. He's been tagged with a loss in back-to-back starts. It's been a long time since Jose Barrios was a winning pitcher, which I know is a garbage stat, but I'm here to tell you they aren't winning games when one of their expensive arms is on the bump. And that is not a recipe for success, no matter how you dice it. Yeah, the, the Kikuchi thing isn't overly surprising. I think we all kind of knew even when he did sign as decently big money as 12 million bucks a year, but still like with Tanner Rourke, you know that when you're getting back into the rotation arm like this, they're going to have some bad games, but you don't really expect this from Barrios. It's, it's, it's shocking because he had a really nice three game stretch there against the twins, Tigers and Orioles. And then he goes and completely implodes against the white Sox and now the Brewers. And those aren't, teams that have unbelievably strong lineups. I mean, the Brewers are a team that Jose Barrios dominated when he was uh, with the twins before the trade. He, um, I think it was over two starts. He struck out 21 guys and only allowed a few hits. And it's like, that's a team that he had dominated in the past. And he's just not really looked like that guy this year. And I think, I mean, Barrios is one guy where you expect him to kind of come around, but given the way things are going and the fact that the Jays just aren't really getting consistently good starts from just about anybody other than Alec Manoa and Ross Stripling at this point, Gosman's here and there. Barrios is all over the grid. You all of a sudden your top need by far at the trade deadline is a starting pitcher. Yeah. Yep. It, it, uh, I mean, I go back and forth on this again because it's like, okay, if Barrios figures it out, you have three solid arms and Stripling's going like you should be able to make the playoffs with that. And once you get to the playoffs, you're running with four starters. So who gives a shit about Kikuchi is your fifth guy. But the longer this goes, the more it's kind of like, yeah, okay, not only, and, and it's not going to be one or the other. It's going to be a question of, do they just get bullpen help or do they go get bullpen help and an impact arm? Yeah, that's the challenge. And they're not in a position you, where they have to choose. They have a deep enough farm system yeah. and deep enough pockets to go make both meaningful additions. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of frustrating though, because you, you came into the season thinking the rotation was going to be a strength and it really hasn't been. So now you have to go and use some top prospects to go and get a starting pitcher. If things don't even out in the next month, Brios could settle down and look fantastic. That'd be great. Very possible. 
Um, but you might wind up having to use your best prospects to get a starter, which means you have less to go and fill your other needs. You know, everyone knows the bullpen's a need. It would also be very nice to go and acquire a left-handed hitter. But if you have to pay a lot to get a starter, it's hard to do all of that without turning this into a 2015 all-in year. And is that the kind of thing you want to do this year? But I mean, why isn't this the kind of year you want to do that in, right? Like you only have... And I, and I say this kind of loosely, but like you only have so many years of Bowen Vlad being cheap and under team control, right? Like you only have so many years of Alec Manoa even being cheap now, because think about the kind of ticket he's going to need one day. And even guys like, you know, Hernandez, Guriel, your complimentary pieces that are in their primes, you take advantage of it. I, I just think if you go into a season where you're, again, top five in World Series odds, a team that a lot of people were picking to get to the World Series you need to go all in. Like there's just no way where you can watch things go poorly and be like, ah, next year will be a better year. Cause you're not going to be, get a better scenario than this. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm team go all in. I'm <laughs> undoubtedly, I'd be more than fine if they traded every single prospect that isn't currently on the active roster. I couldn't care less. They have, you know, compensatory draft picks from Semyon and Ray this year. They're going to have a, you know, a lot of opportunity to draft guys and add, prospects of the system so go ahead and trade everyone like <laughs> like now is the time they're trying to win they're they're a win now team and the reality is um they have more holes than they expected and you just gotta figure out a way to patch those up imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, uh, let's get into our ups because one prospect who is on the big league team, and I shouldn't even call him a prospect because he's been around for a while, but Alejandro Kirk may be this team's best hitter. He is certainly their best hitter right now in the moment. Uh, what he's putting together is unbelievable. He is an all-star. He's going to be an all-star, I should say. He deserves to be an all-star. He's probably going to win the silver slugger this year for catchers. Am I getting ahead of myself there? Yeah, I mean, 
just barring injury or something like that. It's pretty hard to imagine just given the way Kirk's approach has looked that he's going to fall off a cliff. I mean, he's walked 29 times, only struck out 23 times. The challenge that he was having at the beginning of the season was that he just wasn't hitting the ball for any power whatsoever, but now he's found that. So, so long as he keeps going and he's healthy all year, I mean, <laughs> if he continues at this pace, then he's going to be in the discussion to be getting MVP votes. It would be, yeah. It, yeah. Like it'd be insane to see him keep this up, but it's, I mean, who knows? Someone has to do it because a lot of their big names haven't been as good as expected. Laddie hasn't been as good as he was last year. Fair. He was really good last year. Obichette hasn't been as good as he was last year. Matt Chapman hasn't been as good as people expected him to be. So it's nice that someone's stepping up and Kirk's very clearly been the Jays MVP thus far. I mean, probably co-shares that with Alec Manoa. Those two have been their MVPs. I like this tweet from BK. Baseball is such a fun sport. The Blue Jays develop what is considered a generational hitting prospect. Watch him turn into an MVP and watch him turn in an MVP caliber season at age 22. And a year later, you can argue the 5'8", 270 pound bowling ball they signed for 30K out of Mexico is their best hitter. And that's so I read that tweet and I was like, Kirk right now is putting together a better season than Vladi is. Yes. Maybe, and I didn't want to do the MVP thing, but since you did, I'm right there with you. Like, if he keeps putting up these numbers, like, the dude's batting 321. It's nuts. His OPS is 919. Like, if he keeps up this kind of pace, there are going to be whispers about it. And I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, but, like, you keep putting together series where in game one, he goes four for four, boom, hits a dinger. Game two of that series, he goes 0 for 2, but he walks twice. He finds a way to get on even when he's not getting hits. And in game three of the series, oh, yeah, two for four, three RBIs. Like the dude's just a machine right now. He's absolutely rolling for the Jays. And he's without a doubt the biggest up from that series against the Brewers. Also, can I go back and give a down to those Brewers jerseys they wore? Um, the whatever. Yeah, those sucked. Those were te- usually I love those city connect ones. Like the angels have some great ones. I thought the white, white Sox have some sweet ones too, These but those nationals have good ones. Yeah. Yeah. The brewers ones need to be fired into the sun. Those are perhaps the worst jerseys in the league. Yeah. Those are whack. It's the same thing with the red Sox ones too. It uh, just yeah. doesn't, I, I don't get it. What, what they're going for, what the intense bright color scheme is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, anyways, Alec Manoa is our second up. He got the win in game one. He pitched into the seventh inning. He struck out six batters. It wasn't like a master class of a performance, but it was a solid outing from your staff ace. And you got to give him props for that. He's been in a rotation where there's been no consistency. Alec Manoa is that shining light of consistency. It's pretty insane. He's come up now and he's made what it's 34 starts now. So it's the course of a full season and he's put up what, like we're talking this year and last year, he's probably had what, like three bad starts. Like this year, his, his, his bad starts are, you know, in Cleveland and he struggles and only, only goes five innings and allows a run or something like that. Or against the Yankees, he allows four over five. And those are far from bad outings, especially considering what we've seen from all the other guys in the staff this year. Like it's absolutely crippling outings. Like we're seeing from some other guys. Yeah. Just, just terrible outings. And Manoa, every single time he comes out, it's a solid outing that gives the team a chance to win. It's absolutely bananas to think that, you know, (laughs) just a little over a year ago, like 15 months ago, we were talking about Alec Manoa coming up midway through 2021 and being an impact bullpen arm. And now he's arguably the best starting pitcher in the American league. 
It's wild, man. It really is wild. Like again, to kind of go back to the BK tweet about how, you know, you think Vladdy's going to be this guy and then Kirk's having a better year than him this year. No one would have predicted that start of the year. Think back to a couple of years ago, right? Who's going to be the Jays ace in a few years? Nate Pearson, Nate Pearson, Nate Pearson. It's all Nate Pearson, right? Okay, well, this Alec Manoa, and granted first round pick, right? So it's not like he came out of nowhere, but when everyone's sitting there being like, it's going to be Pearson, Pearson's the guy, future Cy Young winner. This guy who runs through the minors in a matter of what? What did he pitch down there? 27 innings or some shit? Yeah, like what was like? It was like four starts at AAA. And then before that, it was the second half of the season after uh, the draft. Wild man, absolutely wild. Um, The third up we have is Matt Gage, who maybe former Buffalo Bisons closer can come in here and be a reliable bullpen arm for the Jays. He goes two innings against the Milwaukee Brewers. He strikes out one. He walks one in his last outing and in his first one when he only went two thirds of an inning. He uh, walked one, struck out one, didn't give up a run, though. So uh, Matt Gage, maybe maybe a beacon of hope for this for this bullpen. Sure. There's, there was also a really good story. I think it was in the athletic where uh, Matt Gage talked about his, his girlfriend is, um, was a uh, top level softball player and she's in the audience and, and he can find her in the audience and she shows him like what kind of adjustments he has to make in his pitching in game. Matt Gage is dating Pete Walker. Yeah. So if Pete Walker (laughs) can't fix Jose Barrios and UK Kikuchi, well, maybe you show him the door and Matt Gage's girlfriend can fix all of the Blue Jays mechanics, because that's a ridiculously cool story. And Matt Gage has been unbelievably good. 0.93 ERA now, like they haven't really called up anybody who's been killing it in Buffalo and had them continue to kill it in the big leagues. So it's nice that someone's doing that. The bullpen gets a lot more effective if Max Casio and Matt Gage are impact arms and you go add one or two more. Right. Like if you get a couple of guys from AAA who come up here and are like, hey, we can rely on these guys. I'm not saying Matt Gage is pitching game two of the ALDS when it's a one run game or some shit like that. Like, obviously, I'm not going that far. But for the rest of the regular season, you can be like, all right, in our bullpen, we got Gage and Castillo. And if we need them, we got them. They're reliable. And it's not like you're just rolling the dice on randoms from AAA who you're hoping can give you a few innings here and there. It's actually is like an important little development here if it can keep going. It is. That's what you see with the teams that do well. The Yankees, the Rays, they, you know, they just find random guys from their system who pitch well in triple and they come up and they make a difference in the big league club. And that hasn't really happened. So ideally they've, they've found that here. That's the hope. A random little fourth up for us, but uh, do we have a competition for the second base job again? Yeah, I think the, 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 the platoon that we all kind of envision big picture has kind of come into fruition as Santiago Espinal's cooled off a little bit. Kevin Biggio has suddenly put up an 884 OPS since coming off. Was it the COVID list? The injured yeah, list? He kind of disappeared for a month. Yeah, he disappeared for a month, came back, and now he's hitting the best he has been since his rookie year in 2019, which is great. Um, will he keep it up forever? No, probably not, but he's contributing right now. And that's fantastic. I think just kind of the key thing to note here is that with Espinal and Biggio, you have like a very good platoon between those two players and there's going to be ups and downs with both, but both will have good stretches and that's what you need. That's going to do it for three up, three down delivered by our friends over at DoorDash. Uh, Coomzy, some other things from around the league. I love a good bench clearing brawl. I love a good bench clearing brawl where a player in a cast is running out to throw punches, which is what Anthony Rendon was doing. And I found that hilarious. Yeah, that whole situation was super funny. And then there's this really interesting story that comes out afterwards that so Jesse Winker's in the um, 
in, in the clubhouse and then someone orders a pizza to the stadium to go into the visitors like clubhouse dressing room, whatever. And the DoorDash, the DoorDash driver like actually executes it and he gets it. And the player reaches out to the fan on Instagram and is like, Hey, thanks for doing this. That's extremely cool. And then uh, the person who did the order put the um, like Venmo tipping thing. That's a thing in the States, not a thing for us on Twitter. And this uh, delivery driver is just getting like insane amounts of cash thrown at them by people on Twitter who are just like charged up from this brawl. I love the idea of the DoorDash driver not knowing anything about baseball either. Just being like, okay, got to drop off this pizza. Then all of a sudden his Venmo is just like, bang, bang, bang. And he's like, holy, what is going on right now? He has like no idea what Twitter even is. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash as well. Uh, their drivers will deliver a pizza to your favorite baseball player in the visitor's clubhouse. It'll happen. And now we have proof that, of that. That was my most, I didn't even think of this, but that was probably my boat, my best uh, natural sponsored content I put in the podcast. Great work, Coombsy. Great. Nice. Good for me. I didn't even think about it. Elsewhere (laughs) around the AL East, uh, the Yankees had like a real weird series against Houston. Um, I kept getting the little push notifications like Yankees are getting no hit. The Yankees haven't gotten a hit in this many innings. And then you go look yesterday and you're like, oh man, they still beat, they still beat the Astros. Yeah. And then they were, they were almost getting no hit again, yeah. but then go ahead and pull off a nice big Yankees comeback, which kind of sucks all in all, they go two and two against the Astros. The Astros are kind of establishing themselves as that number two team right now behind the Yankees, the, the team that looks like they can take them down. But one point that I wanted to make, or I guess one question to ask hypothetically is has a team that's been no hit ever gone on to win the world series? Huh? Because yeah. I know that if they had been no hit two times in a row, obviously no team has you know had that happen to them and then won the World Series. That's obvious. But the one no hitter, I'd be interested to see. And I I have not googled this, which I'm sure if you googled it, there'd be an answer. Or if you asked it on Reddit or Quora, something of that ilk. Quora, Quora. I don't even know what that is, man. Well, they've gotten rid of Yahoo Answers now, unfortunately. That used to be like a real. I uh, I didn't know people needed a replacement for Yahoo Answers personally. Yahoo shut it down. Okay, so they. I don't. I don't know why they did. That's whack. It was a. It was very useful to like find someone who asked your exact same specific question like ten years earlier and then sift through answers. So convenient. Elsewhere, uh, the Red Sox swept Cleveland. The Rays swept the Pirates, which is why, as we alluded to off the top, the Jays are now. Tied for third in the American League East is how we'll say it. I wrote down that they're in fourth. Yeah, but they're technically. It feels like they're in fourth. I know it we should feels. Just, we should just say they're in fourth. But they're tied for third. Okay. Do you think, what, what, what spot in the standings do you think they'll be in after this eight-game stretch against Boston and Tampa? Second, I think, uh, and we'll get, get to this in a second, I get the Red Sox okay. are playing some great baseball right now. Seven in a row, eight and two in their last ten. All hot streaks need to come to an end, and the Blue Jays have a strong starting pitching advantage in every game coming up against the Red Sox here. And I think you can, on, on home field against the Rays, I think you can find a way to snag two of those two. You can take two or three from the Red Sox, and I think they'll, uh, they'll jump up in the standings. Yeah, you have 
Kevin Gosman, Ross Stripling, and Alec Manoa going. And I think at this stage, that's your ideal three. Oddly enough, I think Manoa is obviously the number one, but oddly enough, I'm probably second most comfortable with Ross Stripling pitching, which is weird. And then Kevin Gosman's going in the first game. He's absolutely crushed the Red Sox this year. He had that amazing start where he almost throws a complete game shutout. That must have been back in April. And he's going up against some guy named Connor Seabold, who I've never heard of. Seabold. His name Seabold sounds like a character that's like a gym leader in a Pokemon game. Um, this is a guy who uh, <laughs> made one 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 outing at the big league level, went three innings, and he allowed two earned runs. So not a hell of a lot to go off of there. Yeah. But in their in their um, on their AAA team, he's pitched quite well. So it's eleven starts and a two point zero nine ERA. So I shouldn't be too condescending about this guy because big league pitchers going and making us. First ever start against the Jays usually tends to go in that pitcher's favor. Ah, unfortunately, we'll get him this time. We know that. We'll get him this time. We'll get Connor Siebold this time, and then you have Stripling versus Michael Waka. Waka's been shockingly good for the Red Sox, and then it's Nick Pavetta versus Alec Manoa. That's a game you really should win because the Jays have clubbed Nick Pavetta in the past, and Manoa's Manoa. You got to win his starts. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to our friends at Points Bet Canada. The Jays, they are favorites tonight with that Gosman versus Seabolt start over at Points Bet Canada. So go give it a check out. Maybe play their same game parlay. Maybe Kevin Gosman gets like five strikeouts and the Jays cover the run line and everyone's happy tonight and they get off to a good start in this series here. Um, it'll be an interesting one. This is a big stretch and a stretch that I know I've thrown around this phrase a little bit, but I hope we look back on this as a little bit of a season defining moment or one of those stretches where it's like, all right, the Jays found their way at the end of June. They started to put together some momentum in July. They hit their stride at the deadline with a couple of key ads and the rest of the season is smooth sailing because it is pretty wild to sit here and think like three weeks from now, we're going to be at the all-star game or going to be you know at that point in the season at the all-star game. Me and you will not literally be at Dodger Stadium for that, which is too bad. Too bad. Um, you go? And then you're a month away from the deadline already. Like you're getting there. It The season's going fairly quickly and for the jays you need to start stringing together some positive momentum and there's no better time to do that than this eight game stretch here it's huge it's it imperative is. it's it season is. season defining it could be a season defining stretch if they go eight and zero. Mm-hmm. wow they will wow. be uh, the talk of the town everybody will be saying the blue jays are the team to beat mm-hmm. but if they go oh and eight we won't even record an episode we'll give up Okay, sounds good. That's going to do it. Episode 90. Hopefully there's episodes 91 and 92. Enjoy the ball games. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 